Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the cast. Today is a very interesting episode. Very interesting conversation to be had. It's been a very wonderful year. It's been a great run, and everybody here can testify that it's really been like a, a solid year generally for crypto web three in Africa, around the world, and here for us at the frontier. We started this journey this year to spread the good news of the gospel, which is Web3, talk about what is happening and the way it needs to be talked about. I really want to take Jeffrey Isaac, can you guys unmute yourself, please? Yeah. I really want to like take this time to say thank you for to my co-host and uh, maybe leave the floor for them to kind of, uh, you know, a little bit of a rapper. Just, you know, what do you have to say? This is our last episode of the year. Like, how has the journey been generally for you, Jeffrey? I feel like 2023 was definitely a very, very long year. I like a lot of ups and downs, but I feel like I definitely learned a lot of lessons this year. Um, So much personal growth and so much company growth. And at the end of the day, we can just, we just have to be grateful, sure. Just gratitude. And I'm really happy to be, I'm really happy for the podcast and um, what we have created through the podcast and really happy to all of our listeners. And yeah, uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Indeed. So Merry Christmas. Isaac. Yeah. I like it's been it's uh, been like it's been like it's been like you know, this thing actually always like a conversation that okay, you know what? Let's yeah. bring this conversation over to the podcast and then here we are. Right. We never recorded. Yeah. I I regret this I regret this time. <laughs> I swear because like when <laughs> All those WhatsApp calls, they're always hot. Yeah. WhatsApp has said most of all. Exactly. We talk so much. We talk, we talk about so much. We talk yeah, about so much. Definitely. definitely. And we don't put this in a recording. Like, I just believe that uh, it's been a very interesting conversation. And obviously, it's been a very uh, great uh, opportunity working with Yahoo. Right? So, it's just been really what it is. I can't say thank you enough to the listeners. Um, and then every other person, Isaac, Jeffrey, you guys have been wonderful. Right? So, I don't know, man, but let us get, I don't even know, as in <laughs> this whole episode conversation, I think we're going to get a little better next year. We're going to really get a little better on production. So many things are going to get better. Next year, as you guys say something, they would all notice. They would all notice when when it all changes. <laughs> they would notice that come, oh, these guys are these guys definitely, are you know, definitely. There's, there's always you know there's always <laughs> different of creativity when um it, it's been we've, we've had a, we've had a very good start. In, we've had a very good start. Honestly, we've had a very good start. We it's it's performed better than we than we even expected. We've performed better than we even expected. Okay. Mm. Yeah, sure. So I think what we're going to do today is uh, kind of a breather, uh, talk about what happened in 2023 when it comes to crypto space in Nigeria. And then starting with the recent news that happened recently in Nigeria, Nigeria Central Bank came out and talked about um, what we call um, the crypto ban that they placed on, they placed on a was it called? And it placed on on banks in Nigeria. 
Yeah. Right. So because what one of the things we've seen is that people are really, really like I don't know how to say it. Like the last few years has been very interesting because people will come out and say, Ah, oh, crypto is bad. Bro, we never went anywhere. <laughs> so we've been here. Especially for in Africa. We, we we never went anywhere. Yeah. The builders especially. In Nigeria specifically, crypto never went anywhere. The adoption was growing despite everything that was happening. And we what happened, people everybody had comments, right? Okay, oh the government has paid this. And somebody was complaining to me, Oh, the government doesn't allow how can you regulate something that the financial institution cannot custody? And it, you know, like, I don't know how people understand this, but the news is that Nigerian authorizes crypto bank, Nigerian banks open uh, accounts for crypto companies. So the central bank issues a circular. I'm reading this thing from Mary Block. He said, uh, Sheo, uh, Oliwa Sheo wrote this, a friend of mine, said, issued a permission circular, permitting financial institution in West Africa, in Nigeria to offer services to digital asset entity. This comes three years after Central bank banned financial institution for dealing with crypto. This circular was released in December of 2022. And the central bank is talking about, okay, they have looked at what is happening globally and they believe that, okay, it's actually the right thing to do, mm-hmm. right? And based on global trends and uh, issues that they are looking at, looking at, uh, they are issuing a guideline to provide financial institutions, bring it on that pub, under their regulatory purview. Things like they are designating crypto companies as VATs, special asset service providers, and all the rest of that. So we should all know that CBN offered two different circulars, right? In 2020, in 2017 and 2021, right? But the, the, the catch here is the circular that was released was not interpreted properly, right? So it, we now depend on analysis. The CBN say, however, banks and other financial institutions are still prohibited from holding, trading, or transacting virtual currencies on their own account. Mm-hmm. Meaning that banks, yeah. Nigerian banks, and not people think they're talking about Nigerian banks still ban banks from dealing with crypto. No, it means no. that banks yeah. themselves can't get in the, get involved in crypto. Yeah, like transactions. Right? Yes. Finance, yeah. yeah, not transactions. They can't hold crypto on yeah. their own balance sheets. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, like they can't as right part now. of the assets that they account for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course. So it's probably like, okay, you can provide this service. You can sell me this you got, but you can't drink this table. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know one example is just like when um Binance had multiple um accounts in Nigeria and then at the time when CBN came out with their um their secular at the time, Binance had to close down those accounts that they had in Nigeria where that people used to um on an off ramp crypto on their platform and then you know it's what now cost it's what yeah. it's what also cost a very big good for um peer to peer platforms in, in Nigeria and Africa as well. Yeah. Of course. Right. Jeffrey, I don't know. What do you think about this move by um there are key things, right? Number one is yeah. The CBN yeah. guideline introduced some level of regulatory oversight to the activity of the seller asset companies in Nigeria. Yeah. However, now, Sick. if you're a crypto company, SEC, Security okay, Exchange Commission okay. of Nigeria. Okay. If you're a crypto company and you want to open an account, you have to have a license. 
even then financial institutions senior managers must first approve the account the cbn also requires financial institutions to submit monthly reports relating to the activities of accounts of crypto companies so the central bank is interested in learning about accounts open to crypto entities the value transaction blah blah blah, blah yeah all those stuff so like this whole conversation mm-hmm. for me if i hand over to you it sounds it's good it's for me is not a lot is going to change why i say not a lot is going to change because the reality of the operating infrastructure of the operating structure of crypto in nigeria is i used to say crypto operates in a natural habitat like p2p kind of something but with the structure we have with so many companies and the way they operate there's so, so much push like there is no genuine guideline like there's so much lobbying involved to just get an account open as a crypto company you still have to, it, it, it's not supposed to be that way as you're a crypto company you're licensed by sec and then the bank senior management have to approve before you even open a company or an account with the bank it kind of okay why the cdn wants to get to know what is happening in crypto but they should be able to kind of like have like probably risk requirements yeah. this whole uh monthly reports does the cbn take monthly reports of pista transactions and stuff like that is that not worth take like i kind of, i want to like because the regulatory conversation is good but to some extent it sounds happy to me the learning the transaction volume and blah 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 because i don't know what he wants to do with the transaction volume they should be interested in engaging so that nobody is in the platform to move fraud money so i bring it to you like what's your mindset about this whole uh conversation that that is happening right now from there we talk about adoption stuff that happened this year jeffrey over to you please yeah um thank you very much Dennis. Um, so I found out about the news yesterday, I think on LinkedIn. I saw I, t- I saw your post on LinkedIn about it then. I read a little bit of article about it. Then I realized that um the first ban that the Central Bank of Nigeria made on crypto was in February 2021. And like they made mm-hmm. that ban of claims of um money laundering and terrorist financial risk, that sort of thing. So um alongside with that ban and alongside like when there's a new regulatory or like there's a new ban on the setting commodity or assets there was a lot of misinformation about it and part of that misinformation um is what a lot of people see cryptocurrencies as just used for fraud in nigeria which is interesting a lot of people just use it in nigeria in africa and, and that's not true because a lot of people use it for real world needs like they, they need to pay for this and they don't have any other method so um i think i like the fact that the government is in a way bringing back and removing some of those misconceptions. I like the fact that the government is enabling the adoption of cryptocurrencies, even though I didn't really go too deep to check um, the total package and like how do we, do we're planning to curb and um, manage their regulation. But I feel like it's it's a little win. So like we just have to celebrate a little win for the community. And I have zero doubt that, I have zero doubt that when um, Africa, sorry, when Nigeria um, takes its, on a massive scale, when adoption starts on a massive scale in Nigeria, I have zero doubt that it's going to sell, um, it's going to also spread to the other parts of Africa. So um, I feel like for the African ecosystem, I feel like it's definitely a very good news, and 
2024, 2025, 2026 are definitely going to be very exciting years. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Um, it remains to be seen, though. Isaac, what's your okay, so input to very, this? It's actually very interesting. If you look at um, um, Nigeria as a minister of um, kind of technology, we, are, we, we've all, we all know that um, this guy, um, Bosu, is quite very energetic and is a young person. So, um, you know, it's, it's very interesting to see that they are providing a sandbox where they are putting okay yeah of course we we still have to talk about the case of um the certain amount of money that they are talking about for before the crypto companies start come and open their accounts but if we like like um Jeffrey mentioned we, we celebrate the little win and when there's a sandbox I mean, there's a sandbox now and then where we will be able to bring together a certain of these um, of crypto companies that will come together and they would show okay, this way the, the government is able to learn learn more about what is what needs to be done put it together come up with a good a, a much better plan along the year that would benefit everybody and make sure that everybody is building is building in a safe and secure environment for um the users of users of um, of, the, of the country in the country for instance so um cases of it's going to help reduce cases of um um, probably bad actors in a way, maybe bad actors in a way, where companies now would, there's a set there's a set guideline. I, I was looking at it how there are so many com- we know so many companies that probably want to implement anything regarding crypto, and we've looked at it that it doesn't look like the government will accept this or the government we don't want a place where we begin to put this in place and the government comes and tells us that no we should not do that or the government comes and flags their account because they are trading certain cryptocurrencies or because they are holding um, certain cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. But those misinformation is beginning is now with this with their latest um, announcement will begin to go out of the way and people this people will begin to explore um, cryptocurrencies. This way now we start seeing other web two companies looking for a way to integrate crypto into their product sure. in many different ways, probably because of maybe for them to store or we need to store whether it is trade or it is to move um move money um, across border. It's very that it opens it opens a very different conversation, honestly. We'll see we, you know we, another thing is that we begin to see more persons. You won't be so I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing um even students come up with certain projects in school in their schools for um, crypto. You get so we, they have, they have Bro, so my final year project was actually even like a blockchain project, guy. Yeah, look crazy. at that. Look at that. So it's very yeah. interesting. It's a very interesting conversation. It opens a lot of avenues for so many things. And we mm-hmm. like, like just like what we are seeing for large corporations, we start very after after a while we start to see for smaller smaller sets of people, probably for students and the likes that would like to that don't have, that cannot pay this certain amount of money. Before they can open a bank account because they want to create a crypto company. Well, listen, listen. What I, look, look at what I think. Yes. Like you have to be. It's not about individuals, right? Mm-hmm. On the company level, okay, crypto company, you have to have like minimum threshold. Yes. Or I think SEC already has those things set it out, right? So you have to have like five hundred million mm-hmm. in paid uh, up capital. So. It has to be paid up in fixed assets, bank balance, investment in quoted security, 
and stuff like that. So tech already has like a possibility around all these things, right? But the problem is, you know, like you can't tell somebody, a baby that was born today, I say, oh, baby, before you eat, you have to lift block. Crypto is the growing space. It's not yeah. possible. All these things are saying it's really not kind of like exactly. while it's good. The win for me is around the consumer sentiment part of the conversation. Like if shift is shifted, right? So people are not seeing this for what it is, this is innovation front and for then I want to really get into the CNGM conversation first. Because oh. alongside this conversation, the Nigerian government central bank was like, Okay, banks cannot issue stable coins mm-hmm. for CNGN. I've been anti-CCBDC mm-hmm. because the why I'm anti-CBDC is <laughs> if they do it the way they wanted, wanted to do it initially, central bank digital currency, it doesn't make any sense. But now, this this is really not a CBDC, it's a stable coin mm-hmm. issued by banks. It's a different conversation entirely and it's a very good way to kind of like trap AML and solve compliance mm-hmm. because what is the point of giving somebody license when you can't regulate a bad money that wanted to act, that is going on on the platform, right? So I think the story is developing, right? It's something that is done by Conversity, a blockchain studio in Nigeria. So they are working with banks and so many companies, so many financial institutions in Nigeria to launch CNGM token. So there are key things that happened over these last few weeks that actually marks the bullish year for crypto in Nigeria. This band lifting, this stable coin is going to really open up ramps on a very massive level. Honestly. And from all indications, yeah, from all indications for me, I just believe we still have a long way to go on an infra level. Yeah, we still for have me. things for to me. build. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, for me, I'm looking at it, I'm more, very much interested in how the C, C, um, CNGM is going to be because I feel like with time, we are going to see more more information regarding it, how it's going to play out, and we by then we, by then we we'll have more to see about this CNGM because the just like the um what's the name of this um, token that we have currently the central bank CBDC CBDC sorry just, I'm not anti I'm not I'm not anti in error I'm anti CBDC yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see why CBDC CBDC doesn't, CBDC doesn't help anybody what are you doing with CBDC those are control mechanisms for society like, I don't want to sound like um like a control freak or something but like a yeah, conspiracy terrorist but wow you can't really kind of like tokenize a currency and then say the central bank should come it somehow sounds dangerous to me mm-hmm. that is what it sounds to me so that's what I'm just I don't know. That's what I'm trying to see. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to see with the C C C the NGN because we don't want a case where you come and create stable coin that is almost the same thing like just CBDCs. You want to come and continue controlling us, and uh, I guess when it comes out, we 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 we, 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 don't, we don't come out and tell them this is how we want. It. So well, that's one thing. I, I, well, I, look at what I think. Look at what I think. CNGN is a nice idea. But yes. it has to be offered on the bank level. Mm-hmm. If it's offered on the central bank level, then there's a problem. There's a problem. The bank has to issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and it know. has to be issued on a public blockchain. That's yeah. the only way it makes a lot of sense. You can't issue it on the private blockchain and think it's something that we all have to like run with. Mm-hmm. Right? So, well, uh, away from that, though, 
another issue that happened this year was I think these are big big issues that we're looking at the Patricia issue mm-hmm. like it's a big story why I say it's a big story is because Patricia is kind of like a a household name in crypto in Nigeria yes and the gone hard or they hacked to themselves we don't really know what happened it's not been an update we're struggling to pay back <laughs> this all. so this is the thing that happened I don't know what to say about Patricia like maybe we recorded an episode about it so if you really want to grab more information just listen to that because it's a sad story to say people are losing money and it doesn't make sense that people are losing money Isaac, I don't know whether you have like one or two things to say about Patricia conversation at the end of the year and the last thing we heard about Patricia was you wanted to give out shares and then it's just no, it wasn't it wasn't even that i'm not hearing that what is uh, it? somebody was arre- somebody was arrested a politician wanted to use the platform to move back money and then he was arrested and so like the story and then there is this dlm capital or something that came up the story with patricia is not fixed like i just believe the government should actually look into patricia mm-hmm. you know what is actually really happening they need to like look into patricia massively and know like okay what are these guys doing and how are they doing what they're doing and stuff and like that how are they trying to solve issues how are they going how are they going to provide people's money it's not even about how they're trying to solve issues they somebody should go to prison somebody should be <laughs> locked up yeah <laughs> should be locking up somebody probably, what are you telling me put him on there should be consequences just like this guy has yo too just like sba yeah somebody somebody has to somebody has to be paying for something because this these things can't continue right so I think another issue that happened, probably affected Nigeria very well, is around the uh, finance something. You know, not even the finance. Let's not go there. The dollar rate issue. We've seen the dollar go from like crazy to it's been like, very well. It's been like crazy. It's been very well this year. <laughs> so like yeah. I don't know. Uh, dollar is higher than the naira went up. The best coming asset for the world. Over my dad, I don't know. Okay, I don't. Should I say? Should I? Should I this on the broadcast? Where well, I guess I should. Over my dad was. Uh, let's not be like we are uh, unpatriotic citizens. Anyway, it's um. So just like we. We are not actually. Yeah, we are not. And then you know, there's one thing that we observe in Africa is that there has been people wanting to preserve their um savings and all of that. And then my dad, my dad is an example. Um, listen, listen. Let me tell you something. There is nothing like isn't not an African thing. Humans has always been sorting to preserve their wealth True. from time immemorial. It's sure, not sure. like it's not African. It's not like it's not African entirely. So <laughs> so I don't know what if you get if you have the opportunity listen, if you have the opportunity to save in dollars, save in dollars. Yeah, of course. If you have the opportunity to save in pounds, CDs, anything you want to save in. The free market, same way you want to save in, in, in currency, you want to save it. You don't yeah. owe anybody any apology. Even the government still have foreign reserves. So, as a citizen, I believe you have foreign reserves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 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 what's like, what's the big difference? I don't know if that makes sense, right? <laughs> so, like, I, feel like, I agree with you, You should definitely always have like foreign reserves as a citizen. Like, you should always have something to back to fall down on 100%. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. So, um, before, before, before Dennis, before Dennis uh, uh, corrected me, so like, 
even my dad this year, like we were talking, we were talking about the um, the exchange rate and all of that. And this at the beginning of this year, he saved a little bit, he saved some certain amount of money, and um, in, in USD and um, stable coins. And then we realized that at the end of the year, the amount of money he has saved is because of the rates and all of that. It's now kind of more, and he's able to do certain things. And it's been more of a, it's been kind of a blessing and a cost. <laughs> Because things things have gotten a little bit cost of as well in the country, but then it's still been a little bit of it has also been a little bit of a blessing as well. <laughs> it's a game of yeah, definitely. Game definitely. Of yeah. Like we are living in the most I don't know how to say it, like these are the most interesting times ever in the history of human race. Historically, yeah. bro. You have access. Historically, you have access to so many things, right? So, that on the matter you don't have access to. Before 2008 or 2007, if you want to have access to the dollar, you must go to the bank. Now, just download and just download Comic Block out and then do your KYC. You have access to that, right? So, so if you want to create accounts, plug your APIs and then boom, you create massive stable kind of accounts and then fund it. So I, I, I still believe in the free market. I believe, I, why I believe regulation, I believe sensible regulation, and I appreciate the effort of the CBN, right? It's kind of interesting. So I, we, this podcast is going to be long, right? Because just stretch it once and for all. I don't know, like, one of the things I wanted to talk about is adoption, 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 like, the analysis story, one round, one round, $17 billion in production volume for crypto in Africa. Stablecoin fifty billion, they're free. So stable we had UCS next year. Yeah, we had UCS next year. We had UCS. I feel like, like, like Africa. Be, be realist. Don't be a degen. This conversation. <laughs> be a realist. <laughs> be a realist. <laughs> As a realist, I feel like um, definitely the adoption is only going to get higher. Bro. Like it's only going to get higher. I was having a conversation with my brother that. My brother and my cousins was this week about um Nigeria is actually one of like the most populated countries in the world. I can't remember the number exactly, but I know we're on the top ten. I think we're like number seven, number eight. So um the Nigerian market, the African market is very big for whatever product, for whatever technology, for whatever trend, like there's so yeah. many people and everybody's all connected. So you won't be surprised if like and that's why a lot of times when um Sometimes the CBM brings like numbers about um, how much the nation spends on stuff like airtime, on data, on transport. Like, they are so, like, numbers are so huge that sometimes you think like they are made up, that sort of thing. But like, it's just, it's just like a really big market. And I'm really sure that um, 2024, 2025, we are definitely going to see a rise in crypto, um, crypto, um, crypto based startups or fintechs or. Um, I think you said something about um, banks now have the ability to um, create a stable coin. So I'm a hundred percent sure banks are going to be they're going to dive deep into that. I I have zero. I'm sure like in probably mid mid of next year, a few banks will probably have their own custom tokens and they'll just match up like a reward system to it or something. But I feel like they they are this is like the adoption era. And like we're literally at the gate, so anything can just come out. Yeah. Um, Although, some I numbers, just, right? Yeah. 
It will be Listen, better. hold on, Isaac. So number in like in the first three months of 2023, compared like Nigeria moved. Uh, how am I going to say this? Nigeria transferred 9.1 trillion naira in the first three months. Like yeah. the two bank transfers, yeah. first quarter of this year, 9.1 trillion naira. That's crazy. Last That's year, crazy. that amount yeah. was last year that amount was 3.5 trillion. That amount was 3.5 trillion. Wow. Yeah. That's almost 500 and like. That's more than one. That's more than hundred percent. So it's like more people, are get, more people are getting phones. More people are getting internet. More people are needing money. More people like need yeah, a solution. Like, like so, like, like they will use current, this like current transfer volume. Like by twenty twenty two, right? Transaction mm-hmm. volume, total transaction volume in Nigeria was fifty one billion dollars. Wow. Sorry. Yeah. Total payment volume, fifty one mm-hmm. billion. Mm-hmm. Not. 51 billion, 51 mm-hmm. billion times. People transferred money across the oh. board 51 billion times. Oh, more. <laughs> 1 billion times. That's a lot. That's, so, a, that's a lot. That's a lot of times. That's a lot of times, bro. Like, it shows <laughs> you, like, Nigeria is alive and well. I was saying this to somebody yesterday that Nigerian economy behaves like it's, in, it's metacultural. Mm-hmm. Bro, yeah. Right? Yeah, the Nigerian economy is metacultural. The things that we, the things that, the things, the things that we think drive this economy, like people will come out and say, "Oh, inflation number is hundred percent in the US," blah 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 blah, and then that is we operate in our, we have our own, like we have our own. On our own spectrum. <laughs> yeah, that bro, yeah. I like that's the truth. Like the numbers, it doesn't show in the numbers, guy. It doesn't show in the numbers. <laughs> It doesn't show anything bombers like everybody's just okay. It's crazy. Yeah. Like we have our own economy, we have our own metadata. Like we are on on our level separately. So the saying this right and looking at crypto in Nigeria for next year. I don't have any prediction, but <laughs> I wait for journalists to release the number. <laughs> yeah. Because but, in Nigeria, oh my god, <laughs> it doesn't. I think we need to if be studied specially. We need to be studied specially and put out a, a different yeah, story in Nigeria. If there is one thing I know for next year, is that there is going to be adoption on the policy layer. We're going to see like institutional like adoption more than you know, people say, ah, stable coin, people are using stable coin, Nigerian businesses use stable coin more than. People are mentioning uh companies that are building crypto companies. These are not the individuals using stable coin. They are all, they, the problem with Nigeria Africa crypto data is that they don't have any story behind it. Right? So what we are seeing now is core adoption organically. And that is going to continue growing. Yeah. Right? That is one thing I see for next year. Isaac, what yeah. is Away from the adoption conversation, like what are you seeing next year? In Nigeria specifically, yeah, forget about Africa. Okay, in Nigeria, what I'm seeing for people is my one word that I one thing I've always said throughout the year as a reason that infrastructure is going to play a very big part for for us in Africa in Nigeria, sorry. In Nigeria. Because 
there are not so many there are not so many people to be able to do what they need to do um, next year with this um, new um, information from cbn we are going to begin to see more more persons trying their hands on crypto more persons trying to create what needs to be done for, for providing more solutions that we believe that are not there yet for people those that are very ambitious to come up with very much ambitious um, solutions to um, anything that, that, that people can solve for in Africa, in Nigeria as well. It's from ranging from agriculture, um, schooling, um, even, even in the government sector itself, even in the government sector. So it, it applies in so many different areas and we, um, I look forward to seeing what those things are. Because I know I, I, I'm, I'm also looking forward to discussing about them on the podcast because it's going to be very, going to be very well. Very well. Yeah, I, I think for me, one statement is policy. I've said that before policy, policy, policy. There's going to be a lot of policy conversation next year. Let's see how that happens. And we're really going to start seeing the winners and the losers in this ecosystem cover very soon when it comes to financial services generally. Fintechs are going to know that crypto is their competition and that is going to push them to innovate. That is one thing I see next year happening. Right? So, you know, if you're listening in, like, you might wonder why are we saying this? We're saying this because basically we have, we, 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 we are embedded within the core of crypto in Africa, not even Nigeria. So what we are building and the way we are building it, right? Because I think that is going to bring us to like the UK conversation because we haven't mm-hmm. talked about we have for a long time we haven't talked about the UK conversation at this point. Kind of like oh let's talk about it stuff like that. But UK basically I'm the CEO of UK and I'm the founder as well. We have a very large team <laughs> and here Isaac is the operations uh, analyst and also a software tester at Yuki. And then Jeffrey is the lead blockchain guy currently. He's, we all play key roles. I do product operations. Isaac does product operations. Like literally everybody in the company wears like multiple hats to get things done. And started building Yuki out of a necessity from our experience building our former products. And one of the things that we want to maybe we are seeing in the space is that there is no infrastructure to support builders. There is no infrastructure to support your favorite use case, right? And basically, that's what we are building at UK. We want to be able to like build a turnkey solution, like you can be able to go sleep and wake up and then you know build what you want to build on crypto. Jeffrey, like, how's your UK go? Like conversation being like history being like from January this year to now. Tell us a little bit what you are doing at Yuki and why are you building it? And uh, what are you going to build next year specifically? So, yeah. What about you, man? Yeah. Um, Jeffrey, are you here? Um, um, Jeffrey's not here, so maybe I would go. Okay. Jeffrey. Isaac. When Jeffrey comes back. Okay. So, for me, <laughs> it's been interesting for you. And, you know, we all started this conversation from last year. We started this conversation from last year. And we look at it, and we all had we all had our what's the word uh, reservations regarding it. And 
we spoke about it, we kept talking about it, we kept talking about it, and then the beginning of the year, we saw it, and we like, let's go for it. And it's been interesting, we've had very interesting conversations. We've spoken to set different sets of people, talked to different communities, tried to understand people's um, things, tried to understand people's um, use cases of how we use um, crypto, especially in Africa, in Africa as a whole, because we did not limit ourselves to just Nigeria. And we, over that time, we, we've gotten to know so many different um, use cases, gotten to know so many different companies that want to um, make use of crypto. Understood their use cases, participated in different um, camps, and made good connections, good relationships. And it's been a very wild, very, very wild run. We started, I, for me, for me, I. <laughs> The things that I've been able to do this year still surprises me sometimes. Sometimes I'll, there, there are times when I felt like I wasn't doing enough, but when you look back and how the things you've done, you realize that, <laughs> man, you've done, you've done a lot. You've done a lot. It's, and it's been amazing. And it, we start we, we, we to see we seeing people begin to implement it. And, then, and I'm looking forward to more people implementing it. Because that's my goal for next year. My goal for next year is to sit down sure. and when I, when I'm on Twitter, while you're scrolling and you see those usual, when you see those targeted ads where you see um, people talking about that, and when you look at it and you smile and be like, these guys are making use of me. <laughs> you know, you know, we we said people say <laughs> our podcast before that we want people to get to a stage where people build something and you don't need to mention the the got they are using people to build this thing. So the good, the good, the, so what I'm trying to say is, the good solution. They are already um, doing an advert about it. And people are making use of the solution, and it doesn't need to be expressly said that they are making use of crypto to do this. Again, what's, what, what I'm trying, to, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is that again, we are the ones enabling it. We've made it so easy that people are able to come in and do whatever use cases they're trying to do. That's my goal for next year. Yeah, man. Uh, I think, Jeffrey, I'll give it to you. Just a quick one. Then um, I'll try. I'll tie it up. Because it's been a very crazy year, generally. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a year, right? It's really, really been a year, I would say. Um, like, what, what is your takeaway from this year? Like, building your key? Like... <laughs> I know they take away that many. Just mentioned to you. I'll tr- I'll <laughs> try. Please keep it um, short. <laughs> I know there are many. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Um. Bra. It's 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 like I remember the time, Dennis. I don't know if you remember. I was like, like, we're literally living like the hardcore startup experience, like that kind of content they used to make series. Those startups, like that's exactly what we're in. Like we've been in so much, like so much. Um situations that like we just had to go hardcore like go hard or go home that sort of thing like we've had so many hurdles as a company this year i remember when we when we started yuki we started yuki as like a solution to our own product in the days of like comic block we said yuki as like a solution to our product then we found out that um the problem was not just us it was, it was a like a like a continental problem that sort of thing so we made some product changes we decided to help facilitate that change and I feel like the community has just been really good to us. Um 
We built an amazing product with an amazing team and the community has helped push us. I feel like we could definitely not have gotten as far as this without the help of others and we're super grateful for that. And I'm super grateful that I'm super grateful that um this is a product that is driving real impact, like that is driving real change. Literally every CEO that we talk about that wants to join or that wants to use Yuki to fill their platform is there are people that you know that they are, they can help change and help financial problems in the continent and I'm just happy we can be a part of that change. And yeah, I'm happy for the the team we have. The team at UK is very supportive. I feel like we're all like family, right? Like we're all in each other's business and I love that. Um yeah, I'm super excited for next year. Next year is definitely going to be a year of growth. I feel like we all we all as a team, we definitely had a lot of good this year. I definitely also had a lot of good this year. Um yeah, I'm looking forward to next year. And yeah, I can't wait. I can't I can't wait for the time we record this podcast next year and while looking back. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I can't wait I can't wait for us recording this again next year. Bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Like it's it's just been what it is, right? It's been it's been it's been an incredible year, right? So you can start starting as a as a mobile app, then from your mobile app it ended up becoming an API as a service platform for companies to build products. Like a platform. I had this sinkhole. Was this sinkhole? I had this theory that let me get out the theory that we talked about. Let me bring it up. Give me a minute. So, uh, so let me bring it up and then talk about what I'm talking about. So even like maybe like we get maybe a lot of sense. Yeah, it's called the protocol sync essay. One of the things I wrote, I wrote this in back in June. I was like, I was talking about uh the protocol like in the rapidly evolving landscape of Web3, the protocol synthesis has a mass guiding principle for Web3 innovation solution as we embark on the journey to build UK, a centralized Web3 infrastructure platform for Africa companies. We recognize the profound implication of this. The, the protocol synthesis offers a model for how crypto systems will manifest at maturity. This states that the more trustless, emissionless, credible, neutral a protocol is, the further it can scale itself to global platform as a consequence is absorbed much amount of capital. Protocols that offer protocols that offer a platform to build more forms more games and fall to the bottom of the protocol sink from a collective weight of the people and companies depending on them. So this is something coming from David Hoffman of on Vanquish. And how this applies to us is we are building an infrastructure that doesn't exist yet in Africa. Like there's this abstraction layer that we're bringing into the blockchain to abstract so many complexities of so many conversations that have to do with crypto. Want to make it easy, whether you're a blockchain guy or not, a two guy, you can just make an API call and start building so many things, cross chain protocols and so many points of account abstraction, anything at all. So I think it's it's very interesting journey and I can see thank you to my team, my family and her I don't know man, like my girlfriend as well. I'll say thank you to everybody, my co founder, <laughs> like everybody generally. This journey wouldn't have been possible without you guys. And we are here today because of all you, all of you. And 
a very special thank you to the teams that we've worked with Shiga, SFX, Bing Teller, Beat Carter, Hurupay, Aladdin, so many teams. We've talked to over 50 companies this year, and we are glad to have like over 20 or 15 companies in the pipeline. So many people have signed in um, contracts. It's been a very interesting journey for us, right? And I just believe what we're building is enabling innovation, is making people's dream come true. We're not building for anything, but specifically to empower other people achieve what they want to achieve in their life. We are kind of, it's a self-managed journey. And one of the biggest things we're looking at next year is to be able to support as much founders as we can as much developers as you can to actualize their dreams to build what they want to build for Africa. Like we want to reduce that barrier to entry. Like want you to be able to build that your dream company, that your dream product. That is all we care about. That is why we're building UK the way we're building it. And by this time next year when we're talking about it, I want to believe that we've empowered more than hundred entrepreneurs to build their dreams. That is my goal for next year. It's not just about the revenue or anything. But that is my goal, empowering people to do more, right? So, and a big shout out to the Sailor community as well. A huge part of our success, I can attribute it to them in terms of growth, funding and stuff like that. Espat Dojo as well. I, I won't have the team I have today if not for Brian, Isabella, Haisa, Osai. So many people right textiles web tree you know this rejection was helpful to bring us where we are right now <laughs> yeah of course it was so sean lee folks right oh, steven green Odyssey, defense i just want to say thank you to everybody right if you've ever helped me maybe giving me a ride this year in your car <laughs> or in your in your bus thank you because it's all been like a very incredible journey. And I want to take this opportunity to say a special thank you to Jeffrey, Isaac, and Illumide. Yeah. I'm mentioning this name specifically because you guys have been my backbone for the year. And I'm looking forward to a very interesting next year with all of you. So, <laughs> and to all our listeners, right, on the podcast, you guys are amazing. Really, really amazing. So I can thank you all enough. And next year is supporting dreams and helping people actualize their goals. That is our ambition for next year at Yuki. Right. So man, I don't know what else to say, but I think this is a rap episode. So just indulge us. Uh maybe the next few minutes we're just going to talk about some other few things around um i don't know specifically but the minus issue we're going to close with that what do you think going forward isaac don't laugh what do you think going forward right <laughs> the binance issue uh <laughs> i don't know why that guy likes black nothing i think i think Isaac so, should i uh, think i should take the like... floor first <laughs> i think you have something to say <laughs> The the whole season issue has been it has very it has very different it has you, we, there's something we said after what happened with FTX 
he said that people will come for CZ as well and they will take him out and they will take him out and one thing I, I, I one thing I like about the old team is I like I like how the, it was all it was all played out because if it went as bad as what happened with FTX, we wouldn't be where we are right, right now. Because everybody predicted that you know, what was going to happen with Binance, um BND BND might have crashed or something might have happened. Because it's, I think it was also this year they, they discontinued the MBUSD and so that was when they stopped um, offering BUSD. And I think my next year is no longer going to be in use. Because and after all this thing, they made sure that this did not affect the crypto market entirely, like massively, like what happened with FTX. Because a lot of persons would have lost their money. We know how, we know how people lost money with FTX. If the same thing happened with Binance. It would have been catastrophic. It would have been catastrophic. So they, they played their card well and ensured that these people got yeah these people these people um were did not lose their money people did not lose their money. people so because some persons some persons some persons are put their life savings on binance and if your life savings is on binance if your life savings is on binance if anything happened to binance <laughs> oh my god people would have committed suicide that third in bridge so we would have seen people jumping it i'm just i'm glad that it was handled carefully and the user, user, users were protected. That's just all I want to say. And I, I feel, I feel like there's something I saw. There's something I saw last week or the last two weeks on Binance when I, I selected a certain asset and Binance put out a. They, they made sure you read this thing first before you go ahead with it. So Binance is trying to make sure they put things in place to prevent anything that. Has, this is not me um, endorsing Binance. This is not me endorsing Binance. I'm just saying. Things that I have seen is something that a lot of persons, a lot of other companies probably need to do to prevent issues of users losing their assets in, in case issues like um, regulation comes for them. Which of course, probably you did not put things in, in place to protect users' assets. Thank you, Jeffrey. Over to you. Yeah, I think, I think, um, like Isaac said, I, I'm very glad that I remember there was a period when, um, we were talking about, I think it was last year or during this year, we were having questions about like the kind of impact that Binance has in the community and how if any if the any um crash that happened to them could directly affect the end user, it could be catastrophic for the community and for people because a lot of people have their businesses on Binance, people's life savings on Binance, people's um so many things. A lot of people use Binance for so many reasons, and I'm very happy that the community that the end user is not affected directly i saw i saw like an article about binance removing a few trading pairs by i think december um well listen i i think the the binance conversation uh it it happened the way it was meant to happen yeah it's not that way right so the they did the right thing by protecting users, as Jeffrey said, right? And it, it's as a business, Patricia CEO should learn. You should have yes a yeah. risk structure mechanism 
if you are running like a crypto company, you should be able to anticipate issues like AML is a big conversation. It's one of the things we are working with analysis for by next year. And the you know how the verify the data they are providing on AML. That is a conversation for another day. I know we've talked about so we're going to talk about this. So maybe by next year, probably one of the things we're going to talk about. So, but AML is important. There has to be like unification of data in crypto, right? So, the Binance issue was. I, I don't know how else anybody wanted it to go. This is how it's supposed to go to go. But the problem, the question remains is. Why is it that whenever it comes to crypto, the standard changes, right? It, it becomes that um, it has to be done in a perfect way. Isaac, I don't know if that makes sense to you. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. So that is the question I have for um, folks, right? So <laughs> until we have our question answered. Crypto is still going to be suffering that victim mentality because we are all victims and Binance is a victim of personal attack, the way I would call it. It kind of like a revenge mode kind of something. These people, we are out to just get this guy. Right? So, mm, let's see what happens, how it all evolves and we all keep building. That's all I can say. That's it. Yeah, special oh. shout out to to everybody, to Jeffrey, family, Isaac, everybody, to my co-founder, everybody, my girlfriend, everybody at all. Like, it's all been interesting working with all of you and listeners and everybody. You know, it's a good night from us. It's a compliment of the season. It's a Merry Christmas. It's a Happy New Year. It's Happy Chinese New Year everything good to wish you <laughs> right stay safe <laughs> see you all Merry Christmas yeah. Merry Christmas so, yeah yeah thanks guys and uh, have a nice one everybody yeah bye guys yeah, bye, see you guys bye. next bye. year <laughs> <laughs>